Welcome back into another edition of Nebraska Soccer Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. My name is Owen Godverson. Joining me, as always, is my partner in crime, Jack Hoover. Jack, we're starting tonight our Class A previews. The girls we're going with first. How excited are you? Oh, man. As always, I'm really excited. I don't even know why you need to ask. You know what the answer is going to be. I'm thrilled he to is, be here. He is pumped. You can see he is glowing in this apartment right now. Let's get right into it. First, before we get into the top 10, let's get a recap. For those of us who are new to Nebraska soccer, mm. for those of us who are recently joining the Nebraska Soccer Talk community, run us through what happened in the 2022 campaign. Yeah, it is always kind of good to paint that picture. So, to start off, Gretna did the double. Uh, won, well, I guess technically that's the wrong use of the word double. Uh, they won back-to-back state championships. They'd won the year previously in 2021. They won in 2022 uh, in extremely dominant fashion. Uh, went the distance without dropping a game, although they were pushed a few times uh, by Scott, uh, namely, and then maybe once or twice throughout the season. But really, for the most part, it was Gretna rolling away their competition, as they did in the finals, where they took on plucky underdog Lincoln Southeast, who was another you know big story that season with their run to the finals, off the back of tremendous goalkeeping from well, one Samaya Hogg, who's now playing for SIU Edwardsville. Uh, but it was a great run from the Knights of Lincoln Southeast. Unfortunately, came up just short against Gretna, where they lost 5-0 in the final. Other stories of note, uh, it was a good year overall for the city of Lincoln. They had four teams make the state tournament, which, as far as our records have indicated, might be the first time that it had ever happened. So half, half? Half the field was Lincoln teams. Lincoln wow. twice, Lincoln Southeast, Lincoln Southwest. Lincoln East. What a year for the capital. Absolutely. And I'm thinking that trend could continue maybe didn't do this year. We'll talk about it. Ooh, we will get into it. Now let's, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, we will get in to the top ten. And as always, the disclaimer with these top tens, we are not official journalists. This is not your official ranking going into the season. We do not mean this in any way, shape, or form to hurt you or in any way. <laughs> We want this to be motivation. If you think you should be in this top 10 and you're not, or one of the honorable mentions and you're not, use it as motivation. You can pin us up in your locker rooms with dartboards. We love it. We want you to have the best season you possibly can. These are just our opinions as quote unquote journalists. So let's get into it. I'm going to go ahead and take a stab in the dark here at your number one. Is it the Dragons? You better believe it. Absolutely. Uh, starting again where they finished last season, Gretna takes the top spot. And for good reason. I mean, they had a very talented squad last year. Uh, they lost a few players, uh, namely the eldest Daphini sister, who also went to SIU Edwardsville. But they're returning a ton of talent this year, including, perhaps most importantly, last year's Gatorade Player of the Year, Allison Marshall, the Kansas State commit. I mean, she's a tremendous, tremendous forward. Apparently started the season last year on the bench in place of Daphini. You know, Chase Hutchinson, coach of the Dragons, realized eventually what he had, what sort of talent she provided. So he put her on the field, and, you know, the rest is history. She kept scoring, the Dragons kept rolling, and they rolled all the way to the state championship. So we'll have her back this year, which is, of course, important. But they've got a whole great cast of characters around here. Uh, They've got... Yes. Yeah, I did want to talk about the Allison Marshall coming off the bench. That is, 
for anybody who is expected to go into this season riding the pine as one of the reserves or the subs, look at that as an example. You take advantage of every minute you possibly get this season. And who knows? You might be the next Gatorade player of the year. Exactly. You know, you just never know what's going to happen. Uh, take your chances when they come, and, you know, success will usually find you. But, yeah, as I was saying, Gretna, great supporting cast characters. In the midfield, Ava, and I really hope I don't get this wrong, Makovica. It's either Makovica or Makovica. I'm not really sure. Again, Somebody will yell at us on Twitter. Please correct us. Uh, but, yeah, she's a stud in the midfield. I mean, controls the game so well. She's so important to the Dragon's success. When you got a great midfield like that and a great forward surrounded by another, you know, great cast of characters, you're going to have success, and that's what's going to happen for the Dragons this year, I would imagine. It should be fun to see the uh, t- the reigning champs, the reigning back-to-back champs looking to go for the three-peat, but like we were talking earlier, you kind of go into the season with a target on your back. Every single game, every single team has your game scheduled. Let's go out and give them hell. And I, th- I think Gretna might drop a couple this year. I would... You know, we'll see. Not because because I think they have taken a step back. I think they are a sensational team. Mm -hmm. I think everybody else in the state is going to be so motivated that, I mean, going back-to-back invincible seasons. Right. It's tough to do once. God knows how tough it is to do it twice. So, who knows? Gretna, prove me wrong. Everybody else in the state, have fun. Go after the Dragons. Let's go with number two. And this is going to be the Crusaders of Marion, correct? Yeah, so I kind of had a hard time picking this spot. Um, I do think that Omaha Marion and then the next team we'll talk about in the rankings, Lincoln Southwest, I think they're kind of 2A, 2B for me, so you could really flip-flop them. <clears throat> I gave a slight edge to Marion here. It's um, the prep bias, isn't it? Never! <laughs> <laughs> No, possible. Nah, no chance. No chance. Uh, but Marion, they're going to be very talented. Don't get me wrong. They, they, I think, have earned this spot on merit. They did lose a ton of D1 talents last year. But they are Marion, so they're going to reload. We do know they've got Mallory Keneally. Again, I, my apologies on pronunciations. Uh, but another great winger there. Uh, going to Xavier University. Committed last year as a sophomore. Or sorry, as a junior, now she's going into her senior year, and you know she'll probably be the focus for the Marion offense this season. A lot of it's probably going to flow through her side of the field, but she won't have to do it alone. Uh, Marion's going to have a good young class, a lot of freshman talent potentially, a lot of sophomore talent, and they've got some other D1 commits sprinkled here and there. You got Izzy Snowden uh, going to Drake, so not far away, just in Des Moines. So I think Marion, I think they should get back to where they normally are, which is competing for state championships. They kind of were there last year, but obviously got upset. Some might say upset in the semifinals by Lincoln Southeast. But they're Marion. They'll be back. And, you know, they're going to be looking at Gretna as a target. So they'll be gunning for that number one spot. Now, you said 2A and 2B. Kind of walk walk us through that. Why why at two B? Explain explain your logic for the third team here. I, well, first off, I just think the gap is very close in terms of talent between Southwest and Marion. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how the season plays out and who actually you know proves himself. And maybe they'll just be kind of neck and neck. We'll see throughout the whole season. But Southwest does have a lot of talent as well. 
They lost Kayla Hassler from last year, one of their leading goal scorers, but they return again. A lot of D1 talent on this team. Up top, you've got Anaya Seymour, the Illinois State commit. On defense, you've got Claire Kniss, the Baylor commit. Uh, she's a great outside back, and you know I love good outside back play. I think it's very, very vital when you, the team... You are my favorite left back. I time, so. love it. I think it's so important when you have someone who can get up and down the attack and you know provide the extra man while you're on the you know the final third of the field while also still being able to have the stamina to track back and that's what Kniss does. I mean, she can run up and down the field, brings a lot of energy to her side of the field. So the Southwest team, I mean, they're going to be talented. They'll be definitely a one to watch. They could be the best team in Lincoln, but again, that's something we'll talk about a little bit later. Ooh. Speaking of Lincoln teams. Speaking of, let's go into the fourth spot. Who do you have at the number four best, well, quote-unquote, the fourth quote unquote best, best team right, in the yeah. state? We'll find out. I've got Lincoln East, though. Again, another Lincoln team that had a good season last year, made it to the state championship, or sorry, the state tournament, ended up losing in the first round, but they've got a good team. They have you know, an undeniable amount of talent. It would have been nice to have seen their leading goal scorer, Kama Carpenter, return this year, but she left early to go join the Huskers. You know, We've seen a lot of people, especially on the girls' side of the game, do that recently. And leaving early to go join their D1 programs, wherever it might be. And I'm worried that could affect them negatively quite a bit. I mean, it always does when you lose your leading goal scorer. And Kama Carpenter was the leading goal scorer for all of Class A girls last year. And usually, you know, how Kama went, the rest of the team went in a lot of Lincoln East games. If she was scoring, if she was on point, the Spartans usually did well. If she was struggling, if she was being contained... Obviously, it was harder for them to find an outlet, but there really is still a lot of talent in Lincoln, especially at Lincoln East. I think they'll do well. They'll have Ashley Breadbauer, who was injured for a large portion of last season, I believe, back. She'll be a good calming presence for them. So maybe Lincoln East won't be as high scoring as they were last year, but I think they'll be able to shut out a lot of teams, keep it clean at the back. I think that could see them being successful this year. Defense wins championships is what goalkeepers always preach. Now, Mm -hmm. we're going back to the metro area for the fifth spot, rounding out the top five. Is it the Warriors I'm seeing? It is the Westside Warriors. Again, let's talk about goalkeeping. What the hell if you exist? (laughs) I do. I know you love it. So when you have a good goalkeeper, you know, that can really take you so very, very far. And... Potentially, Westside might have one of the best goalkeepers in the state in Delaney Dobman. Sioux Falls commit, uh, DT University out of South Dakota. Very good program. And Dobman was a reason for a lot of the Warriors' success last year when they made it to the state state tournament. So I think Westside, they're going to return a lot of their core that helped them get to the state tournament because they had a young team last year. They have some good players to watch, players like Brianna Boucher, Elizabeth Nealis, uh, Julia Albury. They'll all be very, very important, especially in the midfield for the Warriors. So I think they'll be good in that middle part of the park. And if you can win the midfield battle and if you can keep goals out with a good goalkeeper, you're going to do well in a lot of games. It should be fascinating to see what West Side is looking like. We're going a little bit far west for the 6-1. Not quite out of the city, but depending on where you're at in Omaha, this could be considered the western part. Uh, what are we looking at for the 6th spot here? 
We got Millard West. So a team that didn't make the state tournament last year, but a team that we at Nebraska Soccer Talk have kind of had our eyes on for the past couple seasons. Uh, The narrative around the team last year, the year before, was that they're young. They start a lot of freshmen, a lot of sophomores, just generally a very youthful team. So it's a team that we looked at as, hey, they're going to get a lot of experience for this young group in these, you know, in the 2021 season, 2022 season. And then, you know, that experience is hopefully going to let them break through. Hopefully this is the year. They've got some good talent that really, really could be taking, a, you know, a step up this year. Alyssa French has been, you know, marked as one of the players to watch. One of the players who can kind of do it all for the Wildcats. Might not put it up on the score sheet so much, but she can defend, press well, you know, distribute well as, you know, in addition to all that. So French will be important. She'll be like their Swiss Army knife. And if they can just rally the rest of the team around, you know, strong players like that, I think the Wildcats could have a good year and hopefully make it back to state this season. That would be fascinating to see Miller West back at the state tournament. We're going back down I-80 for the seventh spot. Who do we got? We've got the smallest school in Class A. A school so small, they technically should be playing Class B, but they opted up this year. Respect Both. that. Absolutely. I love too. that energy. Yeah, you want a challenge. But Lincoln Pius, they'll be able to hang. Uh, we got them at the seventh spot here. They made it to the state tournament last year, of course. Again, they were one of the four teams we mentioned. And they had a just a thrilling game against Omaha Marion. I don't have the score pulled up for me here, but if I recall... It was like 3-4. It was back and forth all day. And just a really, really fun game to watch. Hopefully they provide some of that same excitement this year. They've got some good players coming back. They were led, at least in terms of goals, by the eldest Vasek sister. And then right behind her, they had Kate Vasek, who will be returning for, the, for Lincoln Pius. She'll be an important player for them. Hopefully she'll be able to step up and grab some more goals. And then they've got Bree Corta, another important player. She'll be going to North Texas, which again, very good D1 program. So with her on that team, with Bossex, and with just a very good supporting cast again, you know, you got other commits like Sydney Schmidt going to Rockhurst, always a good women's program. Then Kathy Pham going to Nebraska Wesleyan, staying close to home. Just some good players that will be able to hopefully elevate Lincoln Pius and Maybe take them further than they went last year. We'll see. Could be a fun season before Lincoln Pius. Now, we're heading back into kind of the Omaha metro area for the eighth spot. One of the uh, the teams that ran into Gretna last year uh, at the state tournament. We got the Storm coming in at the eighth spot, correct? Yeah, so again, Elkhorn South, they were a senior heavy team last year. And they still had a good season. They made it to state. But, I don't know. We're going to see how the Storm do this year. Again, when you have a team that's senior heavy, when you have a lot of talent that you lose the next year, it's always going to be a question mark of who steps up. But, again, Elkhorn is one of those teams that sits in a very good spot geographically in Omaha and the Elkhorn area. We'll get a lot of talent from those local kids out west. I really like Elkhorn South's chances of continuing you know, to succeed and probably making it back to the state tournament. Again, they were the eight seed last year, so they just barely made it in. And then, of course, lost to Gretna in the first round, as most people did. 
And to be fair, to their credit, they did keep it very, very close with Gretna. I believe they even scored on them to tie it up at one point off a penalty. Uh, they gave them, you know, as much as they could handle. So just with that experience that you've got, that knowing you can hang around with Gretna, some of the top teams in Class A, they'll be looking forward to how much further they can go this year. Yeah, let's see if Elkhorn South can stir up a storm going into this season. Now, at the ninth spot, who do we got? We're going back out into the western parts of Nebraska, right? Well, kind of the middle part of Nebraska. Yeah, a little, you know, north, but west, west, northeast. west compared to us. Yes, exactly. A controversial pick, potentially. Ooh. For some. For Ooh, some. I like controversy. Hit me. It's how it always is when you get to the 9 and 10 spot. But Columbus, the Discoverers, they've been a team. Hold on. Columbus. Discoverers. Columbus's mascot is the Discoverers. Yeah. Okay, we're not going to touch that. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that later on a different podcast. Uh, but yeah, the Columbus Discoverers, very, very good team out west. Like a team that probably not a lot of people may have on their radar but who have been kind of hovering around, you know, that state tournament spot, you know, challenging for a wild card potentially for the past couple seasons. And this year, maybe they break through. Maybe. We'll see. But last year, they went 11-5. and five. They, The thing with their record, they lost the games they were supposed to. You know, like they never had that signature win, mm. but they did so very, very well in all the other games. You know, they, I guess their biggest win, they did beat Columbus Scotus early on in the season. And obviously Scotus ended up making state and had we a great a run. We do love a good Derby. Absolutely. That'll always be one to watch. And their leading goal scorer too was a freshman, Abby Haynes. She had 11 goals for him. Great return for a freshman. So if that young core continues to roll, I think Columbus could be a very, very tough team. See if they discover their form early on in the season and can get them on a roll. Now, rounding nice. out the top ten before we get to the honorable mentions, we have back to the capital, southwest, correct? Southeast. Southeast, yeah. excuse me. This one is definitely controversial for some. Ooh. I know. I'm sure we've already gotten some backlash when we posted this, when we posted our polls earlier on social media. But southeast, they're the defending champions and we've got them at 10. Or sorry, not the defending champions. The defending runners up. I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, Greta, Greta's got something to say about that one. Absolutely. But yeah, Southeast made it to the finals last year. Runners up. And we dropped them all the way to 10. What are we thinking? Well, we'll try to explain it. I know last year in our initial poll, they were slept on still a little bit. We did put them in our top 10, which not a lot of other news sources did early on in the season. But despite all that, they still went 16-2. and two. They won the hack. They won the city tournament, the Lincoln tournament, the city cup. I'm not sure what they call it. You really should call that the Capital Cup. The Capital Cup. Cool. That might be the name. I don't know. We'll look into that. But yeah, they won that. Some journalists we are. I know. We're trying our best. <laughs> We're doing what we can. But that said, a lot of that run was fueled by... Great goalkeeping, great team play, and then a very senior-heavy, very experienced class. So they lost a lot of talent, Samai Hogg being a big one, a lot of their defenders, a lot of their goal scoring, their top two goal scorers from last season. And it's just so hard to replace experience, you know? So I just don't know about the Southeast Knights. And I, as always, we want to be proven wrong. So please, I'm sure we, I'm sure we, I know we will be. 
I know we'll be proven wrong by at least some of these teams this year, and I can't wait for that. But Southeast, you know, prove us wrong. Show us what you got. Get uh, back to the final. Exactly. I will I will just shout out one player to watch real quick. Samantha Searcy led the team with 12 assists as a sophomore, which is great. But with all those leading goal scores gone, who are those assists going to go to this season? We'll find out. Interesting. I like that. The controversy at the end. Save, Absolutely. save the juiciest pick for last. We have any honorable mentions for the Class A girls? That we do. Okay, first one up, Miller North. This is a team I thought about putting in the in the top ten. Again, a young team that could break through. The, obviously, the city of Millard has a long-standing tradition of having very good girls and boys teams, but especially on girls. Miller North and Miller West have won a lot of state tournaments. Standout UNO, uh, absolute legend for the Mavericks, Bailey Cascio. Exactly. And there were some great, great Miller North teams back in the day. Mm-hmm. Miller North's been a little bit off that lately. Um, at least last year they didn't make state. We're hoping that this year, though, they can find their form again, get back to their former glory. Interesting. Now, mm-hmm. we got, is it four more that we've got on here? Three more. Three, Three more. more, excuse me. Journalism, math isn't my strong suit. Right, first. exactly. Next up, we got Papio South. I just don't know really what to make of the, not the Monarchs, my apologies, I would never say that. Uh, the Titans. Uh, the Titans are going to be competitive as they usually are. They're another one of those teams that, like in the past, we've had picked very highly in our preseason and then kind of sputtered out near the end of the season. But Papio South, always a good team. I think they'll be competitive. I think teams that run into them this year, even if they you know, don't make it into the top 10, they'll be just right outside there and they'll give team fits. And sometimes, you know, that's all you can hope for. Interesting, interesting. Now, this is a, the, the next honorable mention. On the boys' side, went on a great run a couple of years ago, if I'm remembering correctly. Could there be something brewing this season for the North Black girls' side? I think there could be, yes. So for those who remember, two seasons ago, North Platte had one of the most electric goal scorers in the state in Gracie Hanneborg. Well, she's got some sisters in North Platte who were very good last year. They had a team at North Platte that was probably one of the best Western girls teams in the state. Didn't quite make it to the state tournament, but gave a lot of teams a hard time. So I really think the North Platte Bulldogs, with the players they're returning... With their schedule, I think we could see them pretty high in the PowerPoints, and we could see them, again, make a push for state. I would love to see the Bulldogs back. It'd be very, very exciting. They're a great community. It's always fun when they come out. Rounding out the honorable mentions, we'll go back to Papillion, and we're looking at the Monarchs rounding out this one, correct? Yep. So we got both the Papio teams in our teams to watch list. I think the Monarchs are also going to be another really strong squad. Kind of like Papio South, like they might not always have the best record, probably due to their schedule playing, you know, a lot of Metro teams, a lot of good teams in the area, but they're going to be a team that's going to give other teams problems. They're always well organized, well coached, and I think that could take them far this season. We'll see what sort of success they can have. I really don't know yet about the Monarchs. They're kind of a question mark for me, but I like them, and I think they could do a really good job this season and go pretty far. I love it. I can't wait to see all of these teams see what if they are able to prove us wrong going into this top 10. And like we said, we want to be proven wrong. Mm-hmm. So 
Go out there, have the best season you possibly can. Now we're looking for the whole season. What are some of your storylines that you're looking at going into this campaign? What are some of the things folks need to keep an eye yep. on for the Class A girls campaign? Well, when we did the Class B reviews, my two storylines for both of them was who can stop Scut Part 1 and who can stop Scut Part 2. I'm I'm noticing a trend. Yeah, there's a trend, you know. Maybe it's the easy way out, but it's a pretty big trend to watch, I think, this season. So, my first storyline is, who can stop Gretna Part 1? The Gretna girls are on an absolute tear right now. I mean, when you factor in this season, last season, the season before that, they went three in a row. I mean, we're talking about perhaps one of the greatest dynasties. Potentially Nebraska high school sports. We'll see. I mean, they have just been... You got a long way to go to beat prep swimming. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. You got a long way to go to beat that one. Yeah, 10, 11 in a row, whatever it was, whatever they're at. But Gretna's going to be pretty good. They're going to give it their best. They are. They they might come. They they might. They might. Just saying. We will certainly see. But I think that they're going to have a really good year again, obviously, this year. And we'll just see who in the chasing pack can keep up with them, give them a game. We're going to talk about one of our games to watch later on that might be a pretty good indicator early on in the season, but again, we'll get to that. Gotcha. What are some of your other storylines before we get to yep. the matches to watch? Uh, last one is pretty much just like the rise of Lincoln. You know, we saw them really come up on the girls' side last year with so many teams being competitive, and it's almost kind of a trend we're seeing in like a lot of different sports right now. Like, I know just because it's topical, like, the state basketball tournament had like three or, has three or four Lincoln teams on the boys' side right now, which is, like, the most they've ever had in so long. So, I mean, there's something in the water down there. You know, the athletics team, the athletic teams in Lincoln are on the come up right now. And we really saw that on the girls' side last year. And with, what do we got, four teams from Lincoln ranked in the top ten right now, there's a very good chance we could see it again this year. And we'll see what some of the other teams provide. You know, Lincoln Northeast, Lincoln High, not usually traditional powers, but maybe they can sneak some upsets in this year. Just Lincoln's going to be, it's going to be a bloodbath in the city for the City Cup, Capital Cup, whatever they're calling it. They should call it the Capital they Cup. They should call it the Capital Cup. It's going to be a fun competition to watch either way. And we're going to try and make it down to Lincoln to see some of these games because they could be some really fun matchups oh, yeah. going into this year. Now, Absolutely. Speaking of matchups. What are we looking at? What are some of your fixtures to watch? Give us a couple that folks really need to keep their eye on and come out to this year. Obviously, come out and support whatever yeah. school is closest to you, whatever school you like. Go watch some high school soccer. What are some games that you have circled on our Nebraska Soccer Talk calendar? So first up, the one I kind of alluded to earlier. This is one of our openers. March 16th, 1 versus 2. Gretna versus Marion. Going to be at Gretna. Going to be a fantastic game. We're going to learn a lot, I think, early on about both of these teams. We're going to see if Gretna can match the same level they were at last year. We're going to see if Marion can push them, make it a game. You know, if it's a blowout, we'll see, you know, what that might tell us about Marion or about Gretna. But it's just going to be high level either way. Uh, I assume they'll probably have some college coaches in attendance too because there's going to be a lot of future d1 talent d2 d3 just college talent in general on that field so that's going to be a really huge game to watch gretna marion and that's on the 16th correct 16th, that's coming up correct mm-hmm. that's an early doors fixture there yeah i guess they're getting their hardest competition out of the way early on i love it what's next what what are some of the other games you got on this list so opening weekend as well march 18th two teams that we really could learn a lot about here 
that we've got in our top 10. Miller West taking on Lincoln Southeast. We will see Miller West. We're putting a lot of faith in them. Are they for real? Can they beat Lincoln Southeast? Can they hang with the defending runner-ups? Lincoln Southeast, are they going to prove us wrong? We hope you guys do. We always do. Uh, but are they going to be able to come to Omaha and take on a probably well, a pretty Miller. good Midwest team? Come to I Millard. know, I know. Just <laughs> Again, not another thing we need to get into there. <laughs> another can of words that we All should right. not touch. Exactly. But that'll be another really good game. So a lot of good games opening weekend, which it's a lot to take in. But that's fun. That's why we do it. Yeah, and the last one we've got on this list, we're looking at two teams outside the Metro completely. Correct. So Lincoln East taking on Columbus April 7th. So a little bit later on the season, we'll probably know a lot more about these teams and what level they're at this year. But going into the season again, we've got some questions about them. How good are they going to be? What's their ceiling? What's their potential? If they reach what we think they might reach, then Lincoln East versus Columbus could be a huge game with huge implications for the hack regular season. So keep an eye, April 7th, at Lincoln East, Spartans versus Discoverers. Obviously, there are a bunch more Class A girls games that we could get into, but don't want to keep you folks too long. We know you've got plenty to do. We appreciate you listening to our Class A girls preseason preseason preview. And like we said, we hope all of you have a fun and safe and competitive season. We wish you nothing but the best here at Nebraska Soccer Talk throughout the season. We will be keeping track and keeping you folks updated. And as always, send us your highlights on Twitter. At Remind me, what's the at? At Nebraska underscore talk. Yeah, that's it. Sure, yeah. he's our social guy. He's our social media manager. <laughs> it's so he different on all the platforms. That at Nebraska underscore talk. Tag us in any news posts you might have. That's how we. That's how Joe was able to keep up with so much last year. Just parents, coaches tagging him and oh, this score happened in Fremont. This score happened in South Sioux City. Miller West and Miller North are going in overtime. We appreciate any and all updates like that. And be sure to send me specifically to the goalkeepers union across the state. Yes. Every week during the season, I will be doing a save of the week. So be sure DM me on Twitter. That's Owen underscore Godberson. My last name is spelled out. I'm imagining in the description below because it's a little bit of a longer name. Uh, so either DM me, tag me on Twitter. Whatever the case may be, get those saves on over to me. Get them on camera and get them on Twitter, and you could be Nebraska Soccer Talk Save of the Week. We want to highlight, obviously, all of the talent that we've got across the state mm-hmm. in every position on the pitch, but I'm biased towards my keepers. Absolutely. I understand it. I'm biased towards my left backs. It's natural. And that will do it for the Class A Girls Preview. Be sure to listen to our Class B Boys and Girls Previews as well. Those are already out now. Be sure to also stay tuned We'll have the Class A boys for you very soon. But for Mm -hmm. Jack Hoover, I'm Owen Gondrison for Nebraska Soccer Talk, wishing all of the Class A girls nothing but the best going into this season.